and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And we're back in the Unlucky 13 world. Woo! Fingers crossed for us. It's um, definitely first person. Okay, good. Yeah, if you guys listened to last week's episode, you know that it was not in the Unlucky 13 world and that we were really disappointed about it. Um, so here we are. <laughs> Uh, this is Abysmal by Marie Ann. I've never read this author. Uh, I did download. They have a um, a horror, erotic horror novella. I did download that. Uh, yeah, so it was it was odd. Um, well, because it's erotic horror, so it had themes that were definitely, uh, you know, in that realm. And I mean, it wasn't bad though. Like the writing was good itself. It wasn't like my favorite, but it wasn't a bad book. So I, I feel like, like I'm gonna like this one. Was it like Yolanda Olson? No, no, not like that. It was like a serial killer kind of thing. The like guy lived in his wall. But there was like there was like stuff with spiders, and I was like, mm, not really into that. So uh you know. Yolanda and, Olson and- will go down in history on this. <laughs> podcast <laughs> yolanda olsen is the baseline for what we base like is is it weird or yeah. is it like <laughs> is it weird or yolanda olsen weird like <laughs> there's a line she for those of you who are new or newer yolanda olsen was the first author that we read for read-alongs i believe and uh we just didn't know we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into um, she's not a romance author. <laughs> no. And, uh, it was a lot to say the least. We were, but we, we went in, um, anyways, back to Marie Ann. Um, this book, so it seems like it's a, a daddy dom little boy book. And that's cool. I haven't read a daddy book in a long time. I just read one. Um, a male male one too. I prefer my daddy books to be male-male. I'm not completely opposed to male-female daddy books, but they're not my favorite. Yeah, I, I can take her. I can take them either way. Uh, but male-male ones, if you get a good writer, are really good. Uh, so it looks like uh, this guy is self-destructive, and he his dad sends him to rehab the rehab side i would assume with a bodyguard and the bodyguard uh becomes his daddy however he's married or at least it seems like he's married he's wearing a gold band on his left hand so yeah um, i was wondering if there was going to be something to that like maybe his partner died or i was thinking the same thing i mean i'm excited to dive in i really love daddy books i don't like cheating especially within uh marriage but I'm uh I'm willing to go in it. <laughs> I know. Um Okay, this the following may contain spoilers if you're comfortable going in completely blind feel free to skip to the next page. But in this story there is substance abuse, addiction, mental health struggles, suicidal thoughts, physical violence, grief and death. So oh, Okay, so probably dead. I would assume so. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So for me, my midway point is chapter 16. 
Where are you um, at on it? Let's see. Mine's looking like 15. Okay, I can do 15. 16 is 51, 15 is 48, so I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah, it's the same on mine. But I like doing it, like, right, you know, like, if we can do it, like, right before. Because that's, it's usually the the spot where everything blows up in every book is, like, right around that. And I like to hit, like, right at that point. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> I don't so, know. I mean, no, I'm ready to dive in if you are. They're, they don't give you a whole lot other than he's self-destructive and he, he finds someone. almost unalive himself, um, which is what ends him up at Black Diamond from the blurb anyways. That's what it says. So also, the blurb in this one for Black Diamond uh, specifically mentions who created it. So I don't know if the other ones did. I know that it was created in 2001, but this one says by father and son, Craig and Dexter Diamond. Yeah. I don't think the other ones had that information. It has, I believe. Did it? That, that sounds familiar to me, yeah. Okay. I'm wondering if we'll get like a diamond, an actual diamond in this. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Anyway, sorry. So I guess that was just me not being perceptive <laughs> enough before. I Usually it's not like new information to me. Um, okay. I'm ready to hop in if you are. Yeah. So if you're reading along with us, go ahead and read till chapter 15 and come back. Pause here. Okay. We're back. This book is crazy. I don't know. It's. It, it wasn't how I thought it was going to be. Um, but. No, it's not. Um, I really am enjoying it a lot. Um, okay, so st let's start off with uh, the elephant in the room. Milo, the husband, is not dead. He's very no. much alive. He works for the same fucking person. And... Um, well so, I don't necessarily know if he works specifically for uh, Zevran's family or if he's just, like, a private uh, airline, like, he's a private uh, flight attendant. We so, don't he know. just work for whoever they outsource their private, like, jet flight attendants from. But he was working on the flight that when, his, when uh, Gavin was taking Zev to rehab the black diamond thing yeah milo was on that flight so zev was kind of like oh that's your husband you know like oh so anyways they get to black diamond well let's so ugh, there's just so much to unpack here i know so zev uh addict alcoholic he found his mother dead next to him when he was 14 she killed herself and or at least overdosed um and so that was very traumatic for him he started drinking and doing drugs and he fell into that his dad sucks um just sucks and then he so he's kind of been acting out trying to get some kind of reaction from his dad for the majority of his life or i guess he's only 19 it's hard to remember that the last five years anyways. And, um, he goes too far. There's like an event for their work and he goes into the bathroom with his dealer and the dealer 
does the drugs first and overdoses and dies. And so, but Zev didn't care, also did the drugs, overdosed, didn't die. Death threat comes up from dealer's dad and he now has a bodyguard who had to force him to go to Black Diamond. And during that time, Gavin watched him, like, just break. Like, physically, emotionally, all the things just fucking break. And he, like, held him together while he detoxed. And uh, they formed a bond. But Gavin is fucking married. And... Here's the thing. So, you know, their marriage was already in decline, which obviously is still no reason you can you shouldn't cheat anyway. Uh they but they they've been married for 10 years and it seems like in the past however long neither of them have really cared. Like they both are so independent. They'll go off on jobs for however long at a time and they just don't really care, but this specific event happened they were both supposed to take time off for their 10-year anniversary to try to kind of just fix what was broken between them and then he takes the job to take uh zev to rehab and uh he doesn't try very hard to stop or put really any professional boundaries in place there's like this one little like there's a gap where their first encounter happens, uh, Zev and Gavin's first encounter happens. And then I think it was like a time jump of what, like a couple weeks? Three weeks, yeah. Three weeks where Gavin is just not really perfect. He's like cold, which I mean, yeah, I guess you fuck up, you're feeling guilty. But at the same time, it wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, I am married. I really need to take a step back because like this can't happen. It was more like I'm just going to act like an asshole now under the guise of professionalism. And then the second Zevran acts like a brat, essentially, he breaks. He didn't try very hard to be professional. He didn't try very hard to save any sort of, like, you know, he was just like, oh, fuck it. Now we're going to do the na- the nasty in the woods. Yeah. Essentially, yes. <laughs> That's what happened. We uh, haven't quite gotten to the daddy part. I mean, like, you see it in the interactions that are happening. And yeah, I know like, it's going to happen soon. If someone had, like, read daddy books, like, at least well done daddy books um, in the past, then you know, like, this is the dynamic, even though, like, he might not be calling him daddy. Like, the dynamic is there mm-hmm. as far as, like, watch your language and you know like the punishments when you don't and the suckling and you know things like that um that's all like commonly found in like daddy book uh dynamics go ahead oh um nothing i mean I'm sure we will get into like the daddy aspect where we just left off though um he pushed himself into a bathroom stall and had a PTSD episode and then it ended. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm like this. It's just like, there's so much to unpack. It's, 
it's crazy because there's just so many different dynamics going on, like with the husband, with the dad, with, you know, their own whatever fucked up relationship is having right now with the friends that I'm sure is going to come back into play because like Dylan was a friend, but he was also kind of like his boyfriend without the name. Yeah, he was. And uh, well, when Zevran was initially uh, supposed to be going to rehab, he was high. So his friends, Carmen and Dylan, had gone through the the house and tried to find all of the stash points, but obviously didn't. And so he was high when Gavin and the father show up to take him originally to Black Diamond. And he ends up hurting Dylan. Beating and- the shit out of him. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, Dylan kind of is was weary. There was like an interaction that you see through Gavin's point of view. And but yeah, he he basically was. They were pretty much together except for the fact that Zev was uh I don't I don't want to say jealous, but he he didn't really like the fact that Dylan still kind of was under his own father's thumb. And maybe it was just because he was like, there was an interaction with his father. And then uh, he said, well, you know, Dylan's dad at the very end of the day, you know, he loves his son. Yeah, I would say jealous. It didn't outright say that, but I would, I would say that it was written in like a jealous aspect. Like they both, so both of their dads are business partners and they are, friends they're both set up to like take over the company one day dylan cares about that he has a at least semi-decent relationship with his dad um but zev doesn't and so or didn't i don't know how it's gonna go when they get back and like another thing is like zion talks uh, at least like he cares about his son behind his back but to his face doesn't yeah it's shitty parenting going on and like he did his best to essentially like remove the fact that his wife ever really existed or like he doesn't ever talk about it he never talked about it with his son in the first place like your 14 year old wakes up on the couch from a movie night with his mom to hurt dead from an overdose like covered in vomit yeah staring at him she didn't even close her eyes like you you have to admit like that's a fucking traumatic thing to wake up to and he just kind of glosses over it he's like well and he makes these horrible remarks to him about his mom like uh, one instance he goes well you know i could have let your mom raise you but like then how would have how you how would you have turned out i'm like bro what right he he's fucked up like i mean and maybe he's hurting too Whatever. I mean, obviously, I we don't have really any insight to Zion and the relationship that was his mother, except for from Zev's point of view. But still, like, what a fucked up thing to say to somebody. Yeah. So many instances. And Zev has, like, raging PTSD. I don't know if that's, like, actually been discussed yet, but it's very clear. He has flashbacks. He, you know... Like, he went into a bathroom stall and had a fucking flashback, and that's where it ended. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, he's just a a hot mess, and he's getting his life back on track, but, like, 
He's very codependent on Gavin, and Gavin is not available, no matter how much Gavin says he fucking is. You know, like, like he even it, mentions he's like, it's only for now. Like, it can only be while we're here because obviously, like, as soon as we leave, you know, because he knows he's married. And even if he does go through the divorce process or whatever, when he gets back, neither of them will be in any shape to continue what's going on on this secluded island the same way back home where there's yeah, actors. Like- life is gonna happen and so he's already i think where we're at in the book he's already more than halfway through his rehab program so i'm curious if we're gonna get like another time jump or if we're gonna ride it out at black diamond like i don't know how the book is gonna go but like we need answers and resolutions as to life back home yes i'm ready i'm so ready to hop back in as soon as i finished last night i was like oh i really hope kelsey finishes today so we can get this because i wanted to dive right back in i know okay so if you're reading along with us go ahead and read till the end of the book and pause here okay we're back uh i'm trying to remember the book hold on i know i just brought it back up so <laughs> We finished a few days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was good. I I did like it. I did too. I don't take this as me not liking it. It's just been a few days and I've been reading in between. So um, my anniversary was yesterday. Well, I guess technically today as well when we're recording this. And so I've been busy. But... Um, um, it was very good. There was some good angst in it, which, like, how can you not with the whole Milo situation? Oh, my God. So you got one of uh, a point of view from him for one chapter. So he they they end up getting together while they're on the island, obviously, uh, Zev and shit, Gavin. Gavin, yeah. So they end up getting together while they're on the island and doing, you know, all the things. And they both know it's kind of going to end when they leave. But Gavin kind of makes this decision. He's like, my marriage is over anyway. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to be the person that Zev needs me to be. He, you know, he wants to end his marriage the right way and give some modicum of respect to his husband who he's been cheating on for uh, over a month. And so he gets home and you see Milo's point of view where he's like, I just know, like he knows that there's somebody else and it's fucking heartbreaking. Like poor Milo, you know, I I mean, I hope Milo shows up in one of the other books. I don't think he will, but like, I would love to see a Milo book. I was almost hoping that the best friend and him would meet Dylan. Oh, that's just because I'm a sucker for a good spinoff. Yeah. Okay. What's the author's name again? Marie Ann. Yeah. I hope that um yeah, I hope we get a Milo Dylan book. That would be nice. (laughs) I don't be really not expecting it, but that would be nice. I know, how adorable. But so um yeah, so they go home and then Zevran Originally, he had Gavin as a bodyguard because there was a death threat from his friend who died, his the friend's dad. 
uh, sent out a death threat to Zevran. So he ends up getting cornered um, and like beat uh, pretty severely. And he gets home and Gavin is in the middle of like signing the papers for the divorce with Milo and gets and like gets a notification or whatever for the cameras in Zev's house and sees that he's beat up and just rushes out. Milo follows him. They end up going over there together, which, oh God, I almost wish we were going to would have gotten a second POV from Milo at that time. Yeah. Like, what he must have been thinking, but he took it really well. He knew, like, they knew that their marriage was over. They were just kind of playing pretend for a lot of years. And so, I mean, that's just, it's sad, but it was done, I guess, in the best way it could have been. Yeah. And then there was a little bit of uh, Zion finally kind of apologizing. And they're they're not obviously like there's no sweeping it under the rug which i really liked in this book how it was like he didn't just apologize and immediately get forgiven for years and years of neglect and uh, cruelty but very slowly they are rebuilding yeah i liked that as well so i thought it ended super well um just you know a boy and his daddy yeah i mean yeah, I feel like we did a good, like, deep dive on it in the midway point. This is just kind of, like, wrapping it up. I mean, I feel like it was done well. I've never read this author before, but I'm very impressed. I would be interested in reading other work by this author. Um, however, I think Courtney said that their work or their books are very, like, on the dark end. Horror. It was just that one that I read. It was uh, the novella it was a horror novella which it it makes sense it was erotic horror Uh, i didn't read the other two but they looked good i think another one also had like a married theme and i don't usually read that i don't often read like cheating themes so i i hadn't dove into them i think that's the correct way to say that (laughs) i think so i knew what you meant if that yeah okay sorry my brain brain is halfway on (laughs) We're both fried. Yeah. Happy anniversary, by the way. I cannot fucking believe I forgot. I was in your wedding and I forgot. It's okay. Today is also my anniversary. We got together on August 12th and we got married on August 11th. So, yeah, they both count. Well, happy anniversary. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a cute book. I think so. Next week is... Mm. It's one I haven't read before. I know that. Yeah. So next week is going to be Splintered by Isabel Lucero. And I don't believe I have read this author. I'm looking now and nothing looks familiar. It does look like they do uh, both male male and male female. Yeah. It looks like they're a versatile author. We love the versatility. Love it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to dive back in. So far, with the exception of that one book that we didn't read, which could have been a great book. We just don't know. Uh, I probably I have not been disappointed. <laughs> Me either. Um, except for, what was her name? 
She's dead to me, whoever she is. <laughs> I think it's Bailey something. <laughs> Bailey Nicole. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god. She's dead to me. Because it probably was a fucking amazing book. Oh, like, I like yeah. the Bailey Nicole book we've done a read-along on. If you want to hear a Bailey Nicole read-along, there's one in there. The Weight of Your Wishes, I believe, is what it's called. Um, it's in there somewhere in the Arquez. But uh, there will be no Unlucky 13 <laughs> Bailey Nicole read-along because she fucking hates me personally, obviously. <laughs> it was definitely a slate specifically against Kelsey. Um <laughs> all right so thank you guys so much for listening and you know going along with all of our antics there you go yeah yep all All right (laughs) thanks guys if you want to stick around and hear next week on next week's unlucky 13 then we'll catch you on monday all right thanks thanks Bye. bye